So let's start out in prayer before we get into the word of God. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Father. Um, that your word is powerful. It is sharp. And I thank you, Father, that that we line our, our thinking up with your word as we're about to dig into your word. I thank you that our heart is open um, and our ears are open and uh, to hear what you have for us tonight. I thank you that we are teachable and we are moldable. And I thank you that we are growing, growing from glory to glory, Father. And so we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so if you're taking notes tonight, or you can type it out in the comments, the title of my message is, What Will You Do With What God Has Given You? Let me say it again. What will you do with what God has given you? And so God has equipped us. He's given us gifts. You know, it starts with a um, having a thankful heart. Um, and I have a, my first scripture tonight is 1 Thessalonians 5.16 in the Amplified. It says, be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted continually, always. Verse 17, be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. You may be wondering, well, what's the will of God? Well, number one, it's to be thankful in every circumstance who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. And so here um, he's telling us to be, hey, be happy in your faith, to be thankful um, and rejoice, be glad hearted uh, always, all the time, continually. And so I wrote down here, the presence of God doesn't show up when you are complaining. You know, in the natural, um, it can be easy to complain when the circumstances don't line up. When we've been uh, believing God for something and, and been praying and, and just we don't see it. but and, and we can get to, you know, be tempted to complain. But here, the word of God says, be happy in your faith. And so you're not going to get what God has for you. God has something for you, right? And so you're not going to get there with complaining and murmuring, right? And and being frustrated. So no, we should should be happy and have joy, you know, and I wrote this down. Unhappiness is a work of the flesh. It just is. You know, having a pity party is the work of the flesh. And so we are to rejoice. That's that's the will of God is to rejoice. And, um, you know, not to have conversations with yourself about, well, if this was better than this, you know, or shoulda, coulda, wouldas. No, we, the word of God says to rejoice. And so I just want to encourage you to rejoice. God's, get, again, the title is, what will you do with what God has given you? He's given us a mouth. And so what are you doing with your mouth? Are you complaining or are you rejoicing and giving him thanks? And so um, so the life of day, you know, um, Pastor Todd on, I think it was a couple of Wednesdays ago, um, from called to chosen. And he taught on the life of David. And so I'm going to go into that again. Um, uh, so, so how can I minister to my generation? You know, what did David do? 
And so I have a couple of points. This is what was said about David. So if you want to write those down, number one, David was a shepherd of sheep. And so not a very cool job to have, not a glamorous job out there in the field, watching over the sheep. Um, You know, he killed a lion and a bear. And so David was a shepherd of sheep. He put his life on the line for sheep. And so if you want to turn to 1 Samuel 17, uh, 34 through 37, we'll read about David. Um, But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who has delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So David was the shepherd of, of, of sheep. He cared for those sheep. Again, not a glamorous job. So I'm talking about what are you going to do with what God has given you? A lot of times we're just focused on the what I don't have, or I want that job, or I want, no, what are you, what are you doing? God gave him sheep to, to, watch, bah, to watch over. And so what are you doing with what you have? It's easy to look at other people and like they have this and they have that and I want this and, I, and they're not doing that and it should be this way and that. No, no. What are you doing with what God has given you? And so David watched over those sheep, like for real watched over them, was serious about it, like put his life on the line for those sheep. And so we can learn a lot from that. Number two, David was a giant killer um, with a slingshot. Um, And so in those moments, you know, he was training. He may not have known that he was training with the sheep, you know, killed a lion and a bear. Like, we can't even fathom that, doing, killing those animals, not with like a gun, but with his bare hands. And so he was in training. And so David was a giant killer. He was, I mean, I can just imagine how he looked and the muscles that he had. And just the boldness and the courage that he had to kill those animals, to watch over those sheep. And so he was a giant killer. Number three, David is a worshiper. And so Psalm 150, he played the harp. It kind of doesn't go like you have this big burly guy killing animals, and then he is playing a harp. And so Psalm 150 Praise the Lord. I'm going to go through um, the entire psalm. It's not a very long psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the heavens of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and single or group dance. Praise him with stringed and wind instruments or flutes. That's a lot of praising. (laughs) Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud clashing cymbals. Uh, 
Let everything that has breath and every breath of life praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So again, using what we have, David was a worshiper out in the field, you know, and so he used his voice. He was a worshiper. He used the harp. He used what he got. He didn't wait for a platform. He didn't, it was, he, it was out there. Can you imagine? I mean, being out in the dark, watching over sheep, um, being alone, just him and God, but he was a worshiper. That is what developed him. In the tough times, not complaining, not, not chit-chatting all the time, complain, oh, woe is me. And yeah, he did have some woe is me <laughs> in the Psalms, and we see those. But he was a worshiper. He loved God. He cried out to God. Praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so what are you doing with what you have? Are you praising God or are you defeated? Well, there's a Philistine. There's a giant. I don't know what to do. They're just, they're taking my money. I can't, I just can't do anything right. Well, is that praising God? No, that you're just giving voice to the enemy. So God wants us to praise him. Just like Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath, if you have breath, I have breath, let's praise him, right? Using what God has given us. Um, Psalm, okay, no. So one, first Samuel 16, 23. And so it was whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul, uh, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distress, distressing spirit would depart from him. So if it departed from Saul, for, from David, just playing the harp, how much more? I mean, we have a better covenant. How much more when we worship God, when we, you know, put on the praise music and, and the worship music and we just thank God and, and thank him for all that he's done in our lives. And so um, just like David was a worshiper, we should be a worshiper in spirit and in truth. Number four, David was a king. I mean, I think he was 30 years old when he, when he was a king, but it start, started out with the sheeps, right? Not glamorous, not glamorous, but being faithful over the little, right? Number five, uh, David was a generous giver. First Chronicles 29.3 says, Because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. So David was a giver. He gave, not only did he give God his, his worship, but he, but he gave his monies. Number six, David honored King Saul. Even when Saul turned on him, ran into a cave, David could have killed him right there, right? Rightfully so, he could have just killed him, but he didn't. And so, um, so we can learn from David's life. We can, was he a perfect man? No, <laughs> no, I ain't talking about that tonight. I'm talking about learn. I'm talking about using what you have, the gifts and the talents that you have, using them for the, the Lord. You know, there's a high calling on your life. And so we just have to say yes to it. We have to surrender to it. And so what will you do with what God has given you? So a couple of points, things that we have. Number one, we have time. 
What are you doing with your time? These are just simple, but you know, it's the simple sometimes where we miss it, right? And so number one, time. Use your time wisely. We each have 24 hours. What are we doing with our time? Are we wasting our time? Are we digging into the word of God? Are we worshiping Jesus? You know, we live in Houston. We commute a lot, some of us. And so you're in the car. What do you listen to in the car? Nothing. (laughs) Honking horns. I mean, put on some praise music. And so use your time wisely. Number two, talent. These are things that we each have. Talent. And so that's your strength. Where, you know... God's given you a talent. God's given you a gift. What are you using that gift for? Who are you using that gift for? You know, just like we sing that song, my life is not my own, right? My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. And so our life is not our own. Our talents, our gifts are not ours. And so we have God-given talents and strengths, and so use them for his glory. Use them to bring people into the kingdom of God. Use them uh, to declare his works and what God has done in your life and, and you know, your testimony. Um, nobody, can, nobody can take that away from you. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It is powerful. And so... Um, So talent. Number three, treasure. You know, money reveals your character. What you do with your money. The first tenth is the tithe that belongs to God. And so are you stingy? So we all have treasure. We all do. Number four, uh, your words. Um, So you'll have to give an account for every idle word you speak. Um, And so they produce weight. What, What you text right? Those are words. What you email, those are words. What we say, of course, but now now we have phones and technology, and that's included in words, how you say it. This doesn't always convey, you know, through text versus talking with somebody, but our words, we all have words, and they're important what we say and how we say them and when we say them, right? And so like, God, do you, what am I about to say? Do I need to say that right now? Is it going to edify you? Is it an idle word? Am I just bringing a complaint or is it a praise? So these are just good questions to ask ourselves. Again, simple, but in the simplicity, that's where the foundation, I mean, the word of God works. And so um, he wants us to grow in these things. He's given us gifts. He's given us talents. Again, what, what are you going to do with what he's given you? And so number four, your words. Uh, Proverbs 18.23, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And then in the, uh, the same verse in the New Living Translation says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And also, um, let's see. Let me read part of the story in 1 Samuel 17 about David. Um, Let's do 1732 uh, in the New, uh, New King James. So 1 Samuel 1732. Now when the words which David, so starting in verse 31, um, well, no, let's let's go up a little bit. David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause 
Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. Verse 31. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are youth and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took out a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose again, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like the one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Um, And so back in verse 30. Two, David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him because of him. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And so David right here, so Saul was saying, hey, you're kind of young, right? You're not experienced. So, so I put David ignored the criticism. I mean, talking about words, yeah, our words, but then what are what words are we listening to? And so here, David ignored the criticism and unbelief of others. Hey, no, I have a word from God, right? It doesn't matter what Saul said, like, oh, you're too young, you're too this, you're too that. No, uh-uh, God's on my side. And so David ignored the criticism of others. So what do you do? What, who are you listening to? All right. Is God's word higher than your family's words or your friend's words or the words you see on social media? What, whose words are you attending to, right? Just like it says in Proverbs, we should attend to the words of our loving father that say, I love you and I have a plan for your life. And so here, David, um, he didn't listen to the words of Saul. And so he ignored those. And so he spoke victory words um, in verse, let's see, 36. Your servant has uh, killed both the lion and the bear. This, uh, and then verse 37, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me. He will. He's delivered me from that out in the sheep field. When, no, when it wasn't glamorous, nobody was watching, but it was me and God, and I did the right thing, right? Behind closed door, I did the right thing. God's always watching. Like, nobody else may know, but God is watching. And so here David is like, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And then Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And so... He reminded, hey, God took care of me back then. He'll take care of me now. And so encouraging yourself in the Lord, um, even when things are against you, even when there's a Saul in your life, right? So it doesn't matter. You stick to the word. You st- use what you have, and you have the word. So number five is, which brings me to my number five, is the word of God. You have the Bible, the B-I-P-L-E. And so will you value God's word more than, you know, what you hear? Will you value the word of God? Is it coming out of your mouth? The word was coming out of David's mouth. He, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He was out there worshiping God. Will you value what the Holy Spirit has said to you? Will you write that down? Will you journal it? And so, again, I'm talking about 
using what you have. God has given you gifts. God has given you talents. You have his word. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And so use what you have. Stir it up. Nobody else is going to stir it up for you. You have to stir it up. You have to stir up the gift of God that is inside of you. And then number six is relationships. Honor those relationships. And that can be just a whole other message, really serious. Um, honor those relationships that God has placed in your life. And so um, there's no neutral ground in relationships. Either somebody's bringing you closer to God or they're taking you away from God. There's no neutrality. And so you have to evaluate and value and see, you know, what kind of relationship is this? Is it really bringing me closer to God? And so, um, and at camp, this uh, is what was said. I wrote it down. It doesn't cost to obey. It pays. So there is a reward connected to your obedience. There's a reward. When you're out there in the field, it may not look like it. When? I don't see it. I can't. I can't see it. Everybody's against me. I'm going through this. I'm going, my family's falling apart. My finances are this. Uh, it doesn't look like it's, no, you stick to the word of God. S- stick with it in the field. Worship him. In those nights where it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, worship him. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Amen. And uh, this is my last uh, scripture, and I'll wrap it up. Um, and I read this today. Um, it's a daily Proverbs, Proverbs 19.23, but I read it in the Passion Translation. When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. You know? So the world ain't going to satisfy you. You can search, you can look, you can all the things, but complete satisfaction, abundant life, continual protection is only found when you live a life totally surrendered to God, totally surrendered to the Holy Spirit and what God wants to do in your life, saying yes to the will of God and saying no to, to the world right? We should have nothing to do with the world. We shouldn't look like the world. We shouldn't smell like the world, right? And so our life here, Proverbs 19 says, when you live a life of an abandoned love, surrender before the awe of God. Like, God, you are so good to me. I thank you, Lord. I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm not going to bring my complaints to you or anybody. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you because you're a good, good God. And you have a good plan for my life. And so I just want to encourage you with that tonight. You know, what are you going to do with what you have? God has given you. Just like David, uh, and there's lots of other points, but the, the life of David um, wasn't a perfect man, but he loved God. He worshiped God. God met him there in the field. He gave him strength when it probably didn't, it was probably supernatural strength. Like, how is he going to kill a lion and a bear? But God was there with him, preparing him for that Philistine. And so, um, you know, uh, God is preparing you. You, It's not wasted. Times in the presence of the Lord are never wasted. Reading your Bible early in the morning and praying, those times are never wasted. Well, I might, you know, you never know when 
when so, you're going to run across somebody's path and they're going to need that, that verse or that scripture that you read that morning. But if you don't read, well, what are you going to, what, what are you going to say? Like your opinion, <laughs> your opinion should be based on the word of God or there's no fruit in it. Right. And so I just want to encourage you dig into the word. God, you're valuable. You're loved because because God says you're valuable. God says you're loved. God says he has a plan for your life. The enemy has a plan and we know what that is, but God has a greater plan. And so I just want to encourage you with that tonight.